everyone. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Billy. And this is Not Just Sundays, the podcast that takes us from going to church to being the church. Each episode, we'll look at how to take the words of Scripture from the page to the pavement. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Not Just Sundays podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Ministry League Network. To hear other podcasts like this, as well as a ton of other resources, download the Ministry League app or go to ministryleague.com. Being a Christian is an everyday thing, not just Sundays. All right, welcome back to the Not Just Sundays podcast, season four, episode Quattro. seven. That's right. What is seven in Spanish? Siete. Siete? Yeah. yeah. What is it in French? I should know. Yeah, I think it's set. Set in French. That could be I it. I could be wrong. That could be Listeners it. everywhere are like, no, you're wrong. And if you're listening for the first time, you might be thinking, what did I get into? Yeah. Um, or these guys are idiots. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. No, we've gotten a lot of feedback lately from people who uh, yeah. surprised me or like, hey, I listened to the podcast. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you, uh, yeah, you were at the Ministry League. Yeah. Yeah, uh, experience. Experience. Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. Uh, look forward to next year. Right. Um, and a lot of people were like, yeah, we listen to the podcast. And I'm like, you do? <laughs> yeah. yeah and like, no. We just like how practical y'all are, which means like y'all aren't very smart, right? <laughs> that's, that's what that means. When people say, I like your sermon. It's very simple. Yeah, right? that's, yeah, yeah, I've gotten that. I've yeah. gotten that several it means, times. It means you didn't say anything. Right. That, like, I'm a simple yeah. man. Yeah. I'm a simple but man. But that's what we are, right? We're simple people. That's right. We, we, are don't, s- we don't try to be smarter than we are. <laughs> uh, we can laugh at ourselves. We can. Um, a lot. Laugh at each other. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. So we have a good time. Yeah, but, so. Yeah, so appreciate all y'all who listen. That's right. Uh, who are yes. letting us know. Yeah, yeah, we do. Had a youth group uh, kid yesterday, a teenager, say, uh, look forward to the next episode. I was really? Like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? Of, like, episode, of the podcast. Uh, of season two? <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things. He's like, like, oh, that. Stranger Things. <laughs> They're like, no, the podcast. Like, oh, you listen to the Top podcast. Top Gun Maverick. That's cool. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. there you go. Have you seen that movie yet? I have not. No. It is everything that I dreamed it would be. <laughs> I've been waiting like 40 years. But say, isn't it like literally 30? Like <laughs> it's 30 something. 30? 85, yeah. 85, 22. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Man. it's a long time. Man. That's a long time. Mm. Anyway, so here we are. Yeah, here we are. Season four. Right, what are we talking about seven. today, Billy? Today, uh, we're finishing off here. Besides Top Gun yeah. and, and Youth Group Kids and Ministry League kids. Experience. Yeah, so uh, this whole season's kind of been focused on, like, you know, kind of questions, biblical questions. Biblical. That you, our listeners, have put forward for us yes. to yeah, answer. Well, um, Dr. Thaddeus Cromwell has uh, <laughs> made some suggestions along the way. And today, we are talking about <laughs> the book of Esther, specifically uh why is God not mentioned in the book Woo! of Esther by name? Oh, Esther. Yeah. Oh, wait. I guess I shouldn't have wooed that last part there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Esther, don't mention God. Stand strong, girl. We are so, so wrong. Uh, anyway, so yes. Esther. Uh, it's one of the only two books in the Bible uh, named after a woman. Yes. And so really the book is written uh, in part to help explain uh, the Feast of Purim, or mm-hmm. Purim, depends on how you want to say that. I say Purim because I'm Southern. That's right. Uh, to, it, it was a, a feast that the Jews would often celebrate, um, and it's still celebrated today. Some, really, if you want to uh, be entertained, uh, go and watch a Purim-like festival. Uh, or uh, the reading, What's, the reading of Esther, yeah. like they act it out, which still happens. Yeah, today. some synagogues yeah. they'll act it out, and people like dress up like Halloween kind of thing. Don't it's, we do that here? 
Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> called Trunk and Treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that here, right? <laughs> but we're not reading from the Bible. Mm. Uh, anyway, so it's entertaining. We take the Bible out of our holidays. Yeah, yeah go, just yeah. go and YouTube it. Just search it, Google it, and you'll be entertained. It's Every time Haman's name is mentioned, it's like, boo, everybody has to say boo. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hilarious. I have seen stuff It like is that. so funny. Yeah, Holly's youth group, actually, uh, growing up, her youth minister like did these things like as an oh, educational yeah, yeah. purpose, like, like the Seder meal. And so and they stuff. would like actually like these festivals and these meals. They would actually do them to kind of yeah. learn about them, and so they did that. Yeah. They would read it and they boo. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Uh, so Esther is written to kind of explain why you observe yeah. the, the feast of Purim. Yeah, and as far as like who wrote it, um, we don't really know. True, which is kind of interesting here That's uh, right. that we don't know. But should we bring in? Should we bring in uh, Doctor Thaddeus Cromwell no, from Primridge? No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. We he fired should him. We, we did. We did. He's on sabbatical. Is oh, he, for life. Educational sabbatical is what he's for on. For life. Yeah, for life. Um, why, tradition. Why, don't you, why don't you like Dr. Thaddeus Cromwell? <laughs> he sounds like Bane from Batman. <laughs> That's terrible. A bad Bane. A bad Bane. <laughs> <laughs> bad Bane. <laughs> okay. okay, anyway. So, go on. We're trying to make Esther entertaining today. Yeah, because it's not going to be the rest of the time. Well, yeah. no, it's good. It's good stuff, though. Okay. So, tradition points uh, kind of to the author being... Uh, either Mordecai, which is Esther's cousin, Mordecai, or Ezra. Um, uh, Mordecai. So there's two <laughs> options for who might have written the book of Esther. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Esther is so, not one of the options, evidently. Uh, yeah, but because women I mean, are allowed she could to write be. the Bible, I guess. Well, right? Yeah, you blew that away in the Hebrews episode. I know. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> A Good little, old, little uh, tidbit there for Priscilla. you, Priscilla. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's here's what's one of the cool things about Esther, um, the book of Esther. It is a beautiful narrative. Mm -hmm. It is one of the most skillfully written books of the Bible. I mean, just if you read it, if you just sit down and read the book of Esther, uh, try to find a a copy of of God's word that doesn't have the chapter and verse divisions and just read it. It reads like like a novel, like you would sit down and read it. It's just really, really good. All kinds of cool twists and turns. Um, it's just a beautiful narrative and it, it's kind of like Ruth. So Ruth yeah. and Esther, a lot of times are, are discussed as these beautiful narratives and it really is. And they're the only, those are the two books, um, right. named after, after, after women. women. Yeah. Yeah. So Esther, um, here's the main point is mm-hmm. that it's the only book in the Bible not to mention God by name, right? which is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like that kind of, it's like when you get on with a project and you're like, you do really good. And you're like, ah, maybe did I forget something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you kind of forgot something there, guys. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, to say God's absent would not be right correct so all through this book if you read it uh, his presence is known in the story the behind the scenes stuff that he's coordinating these coincidences that happen all are there to kind of make his will happen so he's very present in this book yeah very much a behind the scenes look at how god operates which really resonates in the 21st century right you know we don't have these uh divinely inspired you know people Mm -hmm. writing anymore that that's all been completed with the the bible have you told the mormons that yeah (laughs) shout out to our mormon (laughs) listeners there (laughs) that'll be a favorite moment that will be a favorite (laughs) moment okay but um it is it's just uh, i totally forgot what i was saying there what was i talking about (laughs) we don't have inspired writers anymore right yeah except for mormons and so but with (laughs) gonna look in a hat later um, yeah. for after, being, after being in a nightclub all night, okay. drinking anyway, a lot of water. Yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're all way off track now. Uh, but it's it's interesting because it it's kind of it. I think we can really identify in the 21st century with the fact that God is continuing to operate. Right. We see Him everywhere. 
but we don't necessarily, he's not whispering in our ear like, hey, write this down kind of thing. So, Yeah, so who are some of the main characters in the book of Esther? Yeah, so you have Haman. He's the bad guy. Boom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hangman, Haman. Which, you know, there's, well, that's, there's lots of load yeah. in that one. Uh-huh. Anyway, he's possibly an Agagite. We're not 100% sure exactly what that means when he's Agagite. 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 Uh, uh, what's wrong with you? He's an Agagite. Don't you know that? <laughs> anyway, um, and that's possibly yeah. those are people descended from uh, King Agag. An Amalekite, Amalekite, uh, whom Saul was supposed to yeah. like completely dispose of, but did not. Uh, you read that in First Samuel 15. We also have Mordecai, hero, uh, who is a Benjamite. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we should put Vegemite in here now. It's like, you come from the land down I'm under. Like, I'm not making things up at this well, point. No, <laughs> Why don't we have these designations yeah. anymore? And then you. <laughs> Don't Do you know, know any current day agitites? Agagites? <laughs> I know a lot of agitites. I know some, absolutely. I know some agitites. You know any agagites? Agagite. Uh, I am a. What, so we, we. I guess we call ourselves Americanites. Yeah, that's not fun. I mean, yeah, I know. Anyway, mm. so another one is is King Ahasuerus, uh, who is most likely King Xerxes uh, in historical record, but it's King Ahasuerus. Yep. You and don't see you any have, babies named Xerxes anymore no. either. Sure don't. You're missing it. No, that's a good dog name. <laughs> yeah, Xerxes is a good for dog like, name. Uh, for like a great dame. Or a little, little one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little tiny chihuahua. Come here, Xerxes. I mean, it is a good dog name, really. Yeah. So, that's not a very good... I usually have a pretty good dog voice. I'll try to convince Holly that our second child should be named Xerxes. Male or female. No. <laughs> Xerxes. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not supposed to change the middle name, probably. Mordecai. Mordecai. That's a cool name. It really is. I do like Mordecai. Yeah. Call I do Morty. like Mordecai. Morty. Hey, Morty. What's up, Morty? Okay. Oh, so, and then we have Esther. Hey, Esther. Um, yeah. Kind of the star of the show, right? What about um, Vashti or Vashti? Uh, She's not really a main character. Is no, she? not a main one. She gets gone early on. Right. And we're going to talk about that. Hey, that um, rhymed. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Good job. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Esther was an orphan. Uh, the, it's kind of weird. The Bible says she has no parents. How do you not have parents? But anyway, so she grew up, uh, became this <laughs> brand You look queen. to me like, I should know. I didn't have parents. Okay. Uh, anyway, so she was taken uh, to Persian King Xerxes' uh, palace to rise, become queen. Uh, and so she protects her people. So she's okay. kind of the main. Yes. Although the book's written about her and named about her. Yeah. Her story kind of gets overshadowed a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, a little bit. So anyway, but to kind of summarize the book of Esther, mm-hmm. for those who don't have a, a quick knowledge of Esther. Gotcha. Uh, I found that it could be divided into three main sections. So here's a future sermon where'd series. Get, yeah, where'd you get this from? Uh, the Overflow. So yeah. chapters one. Overflow.com. Uh, the Overflow. <laughs> don't go to that, by the way. I, oh. I haven't checked it out. So oh, yeah. Yes, please <laughs> don't. Don't, go, don't okay. go to that website. Well, you scared me there for a second. I'm like, okay, let's uh, not do that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Look at that overstock. You know, this is furniture. Yeah, right? that's true. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Disclaimer. Do Next. not go to that website <laughs> and blame go. us for what you find. <laughs> <laughs> that website's about to get a whole bunch of, well, not a whole bunch a of whole bunch Ten. Of hundreds. <laughs> tens of tens of views. All right. All right. All right. Chapters one and two, uh, Esther replaces uh, the queen there. Uh, what's her name? Vasti. Uh, Vasti. Vasti. Or Vashti. Vashti. Uh, chapters two through seven, Mordecai becomes a Haman. Overcomes Haman, sorry. <laughs> Becomes Haman. Doesn't become Haman. He overcomes Haman. Wow. And then chapters 8 through 10, uh, Israel survives Haman's attempt to destroy them. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like how you can break it up a little bit more, but kind of give us a, a, a overrun here. Yeah, so here's another look at this. Often, okay. Obviously, or oftentimes, excuse me, oftentimes we read Esther, and it's the, the heroine, you know, Esther, mm-hmm. how she uh, saves her people. You know, Mordecai prods her, and when she gets in that position of power, she's willing to go into the king. There, there are some some scholars, you know, out there who have said, 
Well, perhaps it's not necessarily the focus is not that Esther becomes a heroine. It is that um, it's a warning to the Jewish people that when God allows you re- to return to the homeland, you should do that. Yeah, right. Because remember, this is Babylonian, Babylonian captivity time. However, yeah. people have started returning to Jerusalem. Cyrus had allowed them to do that. Yeah. So you have some Jews who are still— A lot of kickback with that. Yeah, I know. There yeah. is. And it's not a popular way of looking at it. I, you know, I uh, introduced this in a Wednesday night Bible class, and it was like people were like, "No, don't mess with my Esther." And I'm like, "I'm with you. I, <laughs> I named my kid after her." Yeah, I don't <laughs> like messing with yeah. Esther, but I can see some of this that that uh, Esther kind of, you know, she's riding the wave of of you know being comfortable as the Persian queen hmm. until Mordecai says, "Hey, by the way, you know, you have the power to help save the people, but if you don't, then God's going to take care of this. You're going to perish with the rest of us, and God's going to produce somebody else." So um, some people see Esther as a little bit of kind of self-serving, and that is kind of the MO for the, the Jewish people you throughout heard it here. time. Yeah, yeah self-serving. Yeah. Um, and uh, perhaps the lesson is that this might be a consequence of spiritual compromise. Um, so consider the following. <laughs> Esther marries a pagan king. I know I'm just burying myself now. Man. Uh, she doesn't reveal her background yeah. as a Jew, obviously because she would be, you know, she wouldn't have been considered, but she'd also be eliminated eventually. She doesn't want to approach the king, even though her people are in danger. And it's only when Mordecai yeah. gives that famous pat, that famous deliverance or that message of, you know, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as mm. this, yeah. right? And that's really not a positive thing that he says to her. It's like, hey, hello, wake up. If you don't do something, we're all going to die. Yeah. Um, so, so another disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeremy's not, wrong. Not everything you hear on the Not Just Sunday podcast is a reflection of <laughs> is both ministers or, or West Church, Church of West Christ. End. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just a disclaimer there. <laughs> okay. And so, so that list that yeah. I just gave you could easily be a warning to the people of oh, Israel. Yeah, for sure. They, they need to identify and overcome, you know, spiritual compromise, yeah. and that's because that's what landed them in captivity. That's right. Uh, yeah. Part of part of you know, that's true. They're compromising spiritual. And there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying some people have presented that, and I thought it was an interesting take on Esther. Uh, another thing here, uh, not really as far as like the story goes, but just some similarities. The story of Joseph in Genesis 41, mm-hmm. Esther is a lot like that. Um, yeah. Both stories involve foreign monarchs who control the destiny mm-hmm. of the Jews. Uh, both accounts show the heroism of the Israelite individuals mm-hmm. uh, who provide um, the means of salvation for their people. Um, it's it's obvious here that the hand of God is evident. Um, he appears in a bad situation, but indeed, it's, it's he's under in control. Yeah. The Almighty God is in control, right. and he's doing good for the people who are good at heart here. Um, the center of the story is this ongoing division between the Jews and the Amalekites, mm-hmm. uh, which is recorded back in the book of Exodus. So it's really when you look at the life of Moses in Exodus, you see the Amalekites are very present there. There's this battle that takes place. Uh, you know, there's there's some back and forth and ultimately they overthrow them but the Amalekites are still around um, but Hammond's goal is the final effort recorded here in the Old Testament period uh, to completely the eradication of the Jews oh okay so that's kind of the idea so True. his plans eventually yeah. end up with his own demise right uh, and that's kind of another part to the story right and that goes back to Genesis 12 you know yeah. the promise that God makes to Abraham hey look the people who bless you I'm going to bless the people who curse you I'm going right. to curse right? right and so if you stand in God's way He's going to take care of his business, right. and you may be you, know, you can be on one end or the other of that, and we see that in Esther. So something else interesting too about Esther, I'm coming up with all these random things today, mm-hmm. um, is that there are additional parts to Esther that can be found in the apocryphal yep. uh, work of Esther, and it's you know it. So these are some Greek editions added, and it's pretty obvious they're added over time, well after the probably the original uh, Esther is written. 
Um, it's a little bit more religious. I think and some people think it was an effort to insert God into a place where God's mm-hmm. name was not found. Right. Uh, because there's not even prayer that is found. There is fasting. There is discussion about God, but there's not like a mention of things like talking to God. Mm-hmm. It's about, hey, you know, that's all in the background. So we think that perhaps people tried to insert God there in that work. And uh, the so a lot of times they actually disagree. You can kind of pick it out if you go and look at the apocryphal side of Esther. A lot of those additions disagree with some of the stuff that we've already talked about with Esther. And um, they're just, they, they kind of, they also kind of diminish Esther as the heroine that she is. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of bring her down and say that she's weak and they kind of focus on that. And so it's not, it's not inspired work. Right. Um, but anyway, just so you know that, that sometimes that is, that's out there. So kind of a, uh, a major theme throughout this book is one that we alluded to a couple episodes ago that we never actually did, the idea of these biblical feasts, Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So feasting is a major theme in this book. Right. So there are seven recorded banquets, mm-hmm. uh, Esther 1 uh, and chapter 2 and chapter 5, chapter mm-hmm. 7, all throughout. Right. And many of the events were planned, plotted, or exposed at these banquets. By Esther. Yeah. So By it's Esther. Cool. Yeah. So it's kind of a theme smart. there. Uh, and although the name of God is never mentioned, it's apparent here that they did seek his intervention because they fasted for three days in right. Esther 4. And you do that for that purpose. Right. Yeah. It's a, it, and it, it, was, it wasn't just a fast, like, let's quit. Right. You know, it, it was it, obviously what Jews fasted for right. to spend some time with And there's one feast in God. particular that's, yeah. like, we're kind of focusing on here. Yeah. And so, again, it's, it's found in Esther. This is Feast of Purim. Um, it's observed in Adar, which is a month, a Jewish month. And it's found actually pretty pretty close to Passover. There's thoughts that um, that when it says that Jesus went to Jerusalem to celebrate a feast in John 5, that this is the feast that then in chapter 6 it discusses the feast of the Passover, which is a lot of times considered the feast of yeah. the Jews. And so a feast coming right before that would be the feast of Purim, and so that could be the case in what, John 5. What is Adar today? Is that like April? I don't remember. Oh, really? Why did you ask me that? Well, I don't know. I, I don't have my Jewish reference yeah. here. <laughs> I don't have my Pop Jewish quiz. calendar. Of, yeah. yeah, I know. I should know because I've taught this so many times. Uh, I mean, should you know? Um, but anyway, so it's in the the term Purim comes from the from the the term Pur, which is the casting of lots that Haman does, um, and it's thought by many scholars that, like I said, this is the one that is uh, mentioned in John five. Could be. But it never really seems to catch on as like a, a mandated feast. It obviously doesn't catch on as a mandated feast. Uh, but it, it seems like that they it, it's a, a feast that's celebrated today, although most people don't even observe the fasting part of it. Mm-hmm. They, they just they like the, the pageantry. It's kind of like actually some of the um, parades that they will have are, are pretty closely connected to like Mardi Gras in hmm. some ways. Okay. So it's like a Mardi Gras type of feel. So you're saying Mardi Gras is actually scriptural? No. No, I'm not saying that at all. That's, what is Mardi Gras? No, I don't know. I don't know. Fat Tuesday? <laughs> Lent? I don't know. It's where you put, like, coal in your face? You know what? That sounds like a uh, sounds like another podcast. For someone else. For somebody else. <laughs> there you go. All right, so what's the big idea of Esther? Let's move uh, away from so, the feast So, big idea here. Um, nothing's truly coincidental in the book of Esther. Um, so there's a couple, like, seems like coincidences, right? But God's sovereignty is best summarized in Mordecai's exhortation to Esther in Esther 4, saying, and who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Yeah, so I, and we love that, that passage. Yeah, Isn't right. that like an awesome passage? Mm-hmm. I've preached on it. It is. It's amazing. For such a time as this. It's probably yeah. the best passage yeah, there are or the groups, most well-known Yeah, passage. there are groups out there who call themselves the 414 group. Yeah, like, yeah because of that. Yeah, for such a time as this. It is. It's and really we're cool. here for such a time as this. I just this, wonder right? how he said it. Yeah. 
I always, I've always wanted like, to hear inflection. Hopefully it was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not just like, eh, yeah, uh, making something up. Who knows whether you've attained uh, royalty for so such time Accents don't make it not as good, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, but we can ask ourselves, you know, yeah. like, we're like, man, the world right now, it's just what it is. Well, we're here for such a time as this, right? We've been put here for this we reason. Are. There was somebody the other day I was listening to. Um, I think it was David Shannon I was listening to, uh, but basically was like, oh, it might have been, Jeff Jenkins. Someone said basically the idea that uh, you know you live by the people you live by for a reason. Like mm. God probably put you there on purpose. I like that. Or the people you work with, yeah. you've probably been put there for a reason. Yeah. So such time as this, yeah. right? We are here to put out the dumpster fire of society, <laughs> which is worth not it. not fuel the fire, right? <laughs> not fuel it. Yeah, not add to put it. Put it out. Yeah. All right, go yeah. ahead. What else? Well, oh, that was my turn. Yeah, I think you know if you want to go, you can go. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow the notes, you can. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So and so you talked a little bit about you know Vince being out of control um, when the when the king you know issues this decree to mm-hmm. eliminate the Jewish people uh, when evil is poised to triumph, which man it sure feels like again twenty first century mm-hmm. it's being written for us. Um, God is still at work. Yeah. He is always at work. He always knows what's going on. Um, you know, he's not unaware of what is happening in the world. And their faithful obedience, um, Esther, Mordecai, mm-hmm. uh, their courage, uh, their victory, all of that is because God is is working in the background. Right. And, and God, we know, is a promise keeper, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mordecai said to Esther, if you remain silent at, at this time, mm-hmm. relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. Right. So God kept his promises yeah. here. And so we can see that's kind of the big idea is that God's all throughout the story, yes. although he's not mentioned by name. Yeah. And again, another part of the reason this is written is to remind the Jews Maybe even as you know, in the first century, they're looking back and reading from Esther, and they are being reminded that God is keeping His promises that yeah. He made to Abraham, right. to David, and and that is that that is that's a constant reminder to him. Hey, listen, God may not be speaking, you know, right now, but He mm-hmm. is at work, and that's always yeah. important for me. So, a book that does not mention God by name. How do we actually apply this, like, to our life today? Mm, good and question. I'd say the first part is that life's hard, difficult things happen. You know, pain exists. Uh, can't be avoided, but when that happens, do you turn to God or away from God? Yeah. Um, the book of Esther encourages you that God is always present. I like in John fifteen fifteen, you know, Jesus called us friends. Um, yeah. In John fourteen twenty six, the Spirit is our helper. Mm-hmm. So if we trust and obey as Esther did, you know, God's ever present in these times of trouble. So let us stand and sing. Let's trust do it. If you need to come forward. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shadow can rise. Anyway, That's right. um, also, so the, the book of Esther kind of gives us um, a reminder that we have a choice to make between seeing the hand of God in our circumstances in life and then just seeing things as being merely coincidental. And that, that's where, you know, Esther 4.14 really comes in, uh, where Mordecai presses this issue with Esther, saying, listen, perhaps. Yeah. You know, I'm, he, he's, and I, I like how he's not like definitive. He's like, God, but he's like, hey, listen— you need to consider the fact that you're here for this very reason, yeah. and I, I, you know, we all need some Mordecai's in our lives to say, "Listen, hey, what you know?" Not saying if we're going through a difficult time, and people are bad about saying, "Oh, you know, God's got a plan yeah, for you. God's got a it. purpose in yeah. this." Sometimes bad things just happen, folks. Okay, I, I wish I could give you a better answer yep. than that. Life is life. Bad things are going to happen. Stuff's going to go down, but it's always nice to have the Mordecai's who can encourage us. Right. And maybe sometimes in that moment, say, look, I'm praying for you. I love you. I'm here for you. And then 
you know, once a person's kind of been through that to say, you know, maybe this mess you've been through now right. can be your ministry. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. To encourage each and, other. But. And, and it appears that Esther is teachable, has yes. a teachable spirit, yeah. uh, a godly spirit. Mm-hmm. seems like she has some good humility. And so the idea is that if we can remain respectful and humble, uh, be teachable, God can do a lot with us. Uh, he can give us blessings that we never even saw coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, we do well to emulate, uh, mm-hmm. to emulate the... Uh, uh, Esther's godly attributes in all areas of her life. She had courage. Yeah. She was willing to go in front of the king, even though that was not a given. She would survive that. Right. And by the way, if you haven't read Esther, you need to do that. It's yeah. really, it's it's awesome. Um, there's no there's no evidence of a complaint or a bad attitude exposed in the writing. Um, Except for the one you brought up about her being uh, all about I, herself. I, yeah, but that's not... <laughs> With I can't, that's, right? That is a that's what some people think, yeah, and I, I, mean, we're I don't. Just giving you, we're just laying out some yeah, thoughts, just, lay, just, just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. Um, but you know, many times we read that she won the favor of those around her, and uh, such favor is ultimately what saved her people. Uh, the way that she acted, the way and that's in contrast to Vashti, by the way. Right. Her, there's there's a contrast there between Esther and Vashti, and and Esther in trying to be a you know a good servant of the people and of the king even. Uh, she finds favor with the king, which allows her to have these multiple banquets mm. where she then exposes what's going on. And uh, and so there, there's a lesson there for us, too, is, it, you know, in, in the world today, we do need to stand up and be bold and courageous, right. but we need to do so in a manner of love. Right. And if people can learn to respect you, not because you're giving in and compromising, but mm-hmm. because you're standing for something of you know, values that last, yeah. that may open up some doors. For such a time as this. For such a time as this. And, man, we need it right now, right? This yep. is a time where we need some it people is. who are going to have the courage to actually adhere to the truth and not just a version of some truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now right. it's time for lunch. Yeah, it is. That's yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I, I love this. Was a great uh, discussion on it Esther. Was. I think we had some fun. Got a little off track at the beginning, but we, we reeled did. it in. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, all right, all right. So, thanks for joining us. And uh, again, if you'd like to send us a comment or smart remark, yeah, feel uh, free to like our videos. Yes, please. Feel free to like our page. Comment. Yeah, feel positive, free to do that. Positive comments. Thank you, yeah. uh, Doctor. We Thaddeus. still have stickers. We still yes, have stickers we do. To give we have out. stickers. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. If you want to touch base with us, you can uh, do that in the comments field on the Facebook page. Or if you're listening, you know, through Apple or whatever you're listening through, whatever. The metaverse. Yeah, Metaverse. <laughs> then you can send us an email if you'd like, yeah. it, not just Sunday's podcast yeah. at Gmail. And if you want to be part of our live studio audience, you can uh, purchase tickets online um, to sit right here and watch us. Yeah, there's nobody here. Yeah, just Andrew over there in the corner. So. <laughs> no, he's on the other side of the wall still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so God bless, and we'll see you guys again soon. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, if you're watching us on Facebook or Instagram, please like, share, and comment so we can spread the word. Big thanks to the Ministry League for their partnership. Make sure to download the Ministry League app or go to the website, ministryleague.com, to access lots of great resources, including other podcasts just like this one. The Not Just Sundays podcast is produced here in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the West End Church of Christ Studios. Music is by Jazzer. Take me higher. Have a great week. You can reach us at NotJustSundaysPodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or smart remarks. Remember, being a Christian is an everyday thing, not just Sundays.